0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me on Culture Flow, the podcast where we discuss how culture moves through us and informs how we move through the world. My name is Laurentina Maliza. I'm an intercultural specialist and personal development enthusiast, and I'm here to help you become a great global citizen. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Culture Flow. So, just so you know, this is the last episode of Culture Flow before the summer break, meaning that I will be back after summer and September with new and fresh ideas and episodes. So yes, I will be enjoying travels for this summer, and I'm really happy about this. Um, and I thought it was a great opportunity to talk about um, something that comes up a lot when we are able to travel outside of our country or in a country where we don't speak the language. Let's talk about language barriers. So how do we communicate and overcome language barriers? So as some parts of the world are now opening up again after the pandemic, we are able to travel and discover new countries and cultures again. If you're like me, you're probably preparing your travel checklists, what to bring with you, the essentials, of course, your passport, travel guide, etc. One of the things we need to remember, though, while preparing this is getting prepared to communicate with people who speak a different language so you may have heard me say in previous episodes of the podcast which i actually invite you to go listen to including one about intercultural communication interculturality is all about facilitating positive and effective communication between people from different cultures while we all know that communication is key in human in all human interaction It is not the easiest thing to do, I mean, for any one of us, even when we speak the same language. So imagine when we come from different cultures, uh, let alone when we actually speak different languages. So I've recently experienced this in a very personal relationship, and let me tell you, it really is as tricky as you can imagine. So this got me to really reflect on this and how can we overcome Those language barriers. So in this episode, I'm going to share some of the things that I have personally learned from my experiences and research, as well as a few tips to overcome language barriers in order to communicate effectively, whether it's in your professional realm or in your personal relationships. So let's start with communication. Let's start by breaking down what communication is. So when we communicate, our main goal is to transfer a message and information to another person or a group. So underneath this main desire, there is a deeper desire to feel heard and to be understood. While this is already quite challenging, it's quite a challenging thing to do, even when it comes to people who speak the same language, not speaking the same language adds a new obstacle, a new challenge, and they can make it really rough and frustrating. But here's the good news. Communication is not only about what we say. It's not only about the words. In fact, as research has shown. Nonverbal communication represents 65 to 90% of the entire communication. So this means that the majority, the greater part of the communication happens in nonverbal cues. So I've talked about this before. I've touched on this before in more details in episode 12 of Culture Flow, where I share what type of research and uh, the different books and authors who have already spoken about this. So, If you get a chance, just go and check it out if you haven't already. Go check the episode 12 of Culture Flow to learn more about that. So, there are various types of nonverbal communication. They include, but are not limited to, facial expressions, gestures, tone, silence, etc. So, I know I said that the predominance of nonverbal communication was good news when facing language barriers, but Here's the thing. Nonverbal communication differs from a culture to another. I personally experienced this when I first moved to the UK. And one day at work, I was making a gesture that I thought meant peace out, as in I'm leaving, see you later. Which, if I can describe it to you, um, is like having the, my index and middle finger up. Paul facing towards me and I quickly remembered, but it was too late, that this is a very offensive gesture in the UK. Luckily, I did realize my mistake and went to apologize to my colleague and we were able to laugh about it. However, it is crucial to research this kind of information prior to entering a new culture a lot of it is easy to find on the internet and in travel guides in my case although i already knew about that i got distri- distracted and it was just like a reaction that i had from hearing my name um but then i was still able to correct the mistake which if i hadn't known i wouldn't have well apologized and it could have been an issue another blatant example of this is around head movements So, in a lot of countries, when you want to express a yes, you nod your head up and down. And to signal no, you just shake your head from left to right. Well, in Bulgaria, it's actually the opposite. It's the other way around. So, in Bulgaria, when you nod the head, it actually means no. Whereas when you shake your head from left to right, this signals a yes. So, what do we do? if even nonverbal cues can fail us so let's see if you're planning to travel to a country for which you don't speak the language these are the tips that i would like to share with you that can help you through it first thing learn a few basics from the language so those few basics would be greetings asking for directions asking for service etc so these can be found in Again, on the internet or in travel guides, where you always have this the most important words that you need to know to be able to handle yourself and manage, even if you don't speak the language fluently. Speak slowly and also ask the person to speak slowly, which actually is one of the basics to learn. So back to point one, to tip one, one of the basics that I would advise you to learn in the other languages, could you repeat or could you speak slowly, please? Also, keep it simple. Use simple words and even simpler sentences. Tip number three, observe and try to decipher the body language. So, when you're speaking to someone from a different culture, try to understand what their body language is saying when you don't understand what their words are saying. Not only when it's the person you're speaking to, but also try to observe around you when people are speaking to each other, and look at the way that locals are interacting, and look at the nonverbal cues. This could be helpful for you, so you can try to emulate them, or it might avoid you making a few mistakes, such as not respecting The distance. So I've spoken about proxemics in a previous episode, episode around the distance between us, which is all about, uh, the level of, the level of physical distancing that you can have between two people having a conversation or an interaction, which can be acceptable and it varies from one country to another. So go check that episode out as well. So this can avoid you standing too closely to someone or thinking people are being aggressive to you because of the tone that they are speaking with when it's just simply the way they speak. This actually happened to me when I went to live in Malta for a few months. Malta, for those who don't know, is an island in the Mediterranean, a European island. And they speak Maltese over there as well as English, But the way in which I was spoken to, I perceived to be a little aggressive. And I remember the day I got the light bulb, the aha moment, I was just walking down the street. I heard people yelling. Well, to me, I perceived it as yelling. And I just stopped thinking, oh my God, this is going to end up in a fight. And it turned out they were being very friendly because... Apart from the yelling, I could see the Vali language was like all smiles and, you know, patting each other on the back. And I realized this is just the tone that they use. It's different from what I perceive to be a normal tone. And I'm putting air quotes on that. Uh, so yeah, that's when I realized they weren't being aggressive towards me. They were just talking. So. Just be observant and look at those cues to be able to better understand the culture in which you are. Tip number four, be okay with discomfort. So if you're like me and you're a perfectionist, Hi, my name is Antine and I am a recovering perfectionist. I'm still a perfectionist though. So if you're like me and you are a perfectionist, my advice is to just... Leave that behind when you're traveling to a different culture, when you're discovering a different culture. Because, yeah, you're going to be uncomfortable. You are going to have to speak in a language, make an effort, get outside of your comfort zone to speak a language that you do not master. And if you're like me, not mastering something feels very uncomfortable, especially a language. So, be okay with that. Be okay with making mistakes because if you don't, you'll just stop trying and you will um, keep yourself from having an amazing experience and from learning so much. Believe me, I've made that mistake before and I feel like I've been able to overcome that uh, perfectionism well. As I said, I'm a recovering perfectionist. Uh, so yeah, you can laugh about it also. I mean, just be able to laugh at yourself and laugh with the other person when you are feeling completely uh, uncomfortable about it. It makes, I mean, I can tell you from experience, laughter makes things better. Not just because it rhymes, but also because it's true. And tip number five. So this is the last tip, although I know there must be so many others, but these are the five that I kept for you. And this one is pretty interesting for all your, you English speakers. Um, try to, try English. Like, if all else fails, if the basics that you've learned are no longer enough, and if body language gesturing at people to try to make yourself understood and all that does not work, try to use English. Try to speak English. So, English is present in most parts of the world for geopolitical, cultural, historical reasons, which I will not get into here. So, don't hesitate to use it. So, now that I've shared my tips for you to be able to enjoy your summer travels, now it's your turn. Tell me about your experience. Have you ever found yourself struggling to communicate because of language barriers? How did you deal with the situation? Go to the Instagram page at HelloCultureFlow or our Facebook group Culture Flow to share your experience and tips with others. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, after the break in September, stay sane and stay safe.